It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to the latest edition of the Giants huddle presented by Citizens. The Giants look to bounce back from a heartbreaking loss last Sunday against the Jets when they visit the Raiders this week in Vegas at 425 p.m. Eastern. Fair to say it's been quite a few eventful hours in Sin City thus far. And to make sense of all that and to help set the stage for this matchup, we are now joined by a man who knows the Raiders organization very well. That's because he won league MVP in 2002 as a member of the Silver and Black, helped lead them to a Super Bowl appearance, and 17 years in the NFL as a quarterback overall and a colleague of mine, which I would say the most important part of the resume on Sirius XM NFL Radio, none other than Rich Gannon. Rich, you got Lance Meadow here on Giants.com. Always good to see you. Always good to go back and forth. Hope all is well. How's everything on your end? Lance, everything is great. Kind of a tumultuous morning here, uh, obviously with the news out of Las Vegas with the Raiders, significant changes. And I, I, I guess I would say I wasn't shocked. Uh, Mark Davis wasn't happy with the direction the team was heading under Dave Ziegler, general manager, and Josh McDaniels. Uh, ironically enough, a former Giant takes over now with the Raiders, Antonio Pierce, a guy that had great success as a player and, of course, was the linebacker coach for the Raiders. And I just get the sense that something had to change. I think the, the loss to Chicago to a rookie quarterback and, of course, last week or this Monday night, uh, the loss to the Lions. It's it's how it went down, I think, in particular, the struggles that they've had offensively. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look like the same player. Um, not surprised to see Mark make the change. I'm with you, especially when you look at an offense that's averaging rich under 16 points per game. It's very hard to stay competitive, let alone win contests. So from the Giants' perspective, what's reasonable change-wise, Rich? Okay, You've played on the offensive side of the ball. You understand the dynamics between the quarterback and the OC in terms of what the Raiders could do differently with Aiden O'Connell and now a new play caller, of course. You know, I've got great respect respect for a former Raider, Don Wink Martindale, and he does a great job as a defensive coordinator for the Giants. And I think he'll play his defense. I think he'll continue to be aggressive. Here's the concern that I know Wink has. You don't know what to expect. Like you've got a different play caller, and you don't you don't even you're not even certain right now who that's going to be for sure. And so how much is the offense going to change? you got a different quarterback in there that you don't have, you don't have a, a, a history with, and Aiden O'Connell. I did all the Raider preseason games. He was really the talk of, of, of the town coming out of preseason. He played really well. Now it's preseason football. But I just thought his anticipation, his accuracy, his decision-making, his poise, he looked really comfortable in the offense. And so I think the team believes that they can win with Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo was seeing ghosts. Uh, he was missing wide open receivers. I don't think he felt comfortable uh, behind that offensive line. And, you know, the Raiders got a really talented group on offense when you look at the personnel. I mean, Josh Jacobs led the National Football League last year in rushing, with over 1,600 rushing yards, led the National Football League in, in scrimmage yards. And yet this year, he's having a difficult time getting back to the line of scrimmage. I think, I think you'll see an offense that's committed to trying to run the football against the Giants, some play action game. And giving this young quarterback a chance to push the ball down the field to Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and and um, the rest of this Raider offense. Now, we've already seen, Rich, a little bit of Aiden O'Connell because he got into the Chargers game, and then, of course, he went up against Chicago, which is his lone start. How beneficial is that from the quarterback standpoint that it's not 
a baptism by fire scenario, regardless of who's calling the plays. And he's had a little bit of familiarity taking at least the first team reps with some of the personnel you mentioned. Well, that's, it's a great point. I think it's, it's really important. I mean, you know, you're always extremely nervous before your first ever start. Uh, this kid, as I said before, extremely poised. He played in a really good program uh, at Purdue was which around Jeff Brom. So I think he's, you know, he's, he's seen a lot. And I, I just think the opportunity to get those starting reps, the opportunity to play in NFL games, he played against the chargers as well. So, you know, I think that uh, I think he'll be uh, a bit more comfortable. I think he certainly knows what to expect. Uh, my advice to him would be not to hold the football. I mean, you know, I think the ball has to come out on time. If you're not sure, if you get full, throw the ball away. You know, Wink Martindale wants you to hold the football, uh, particularly on third down, critical got to have a situation. So, you know, that's that would be my advice to him. I mean, punting is not the end of the world against the Giants. The Giants are having their own issues uh, scoring points. So that's really the most important thing he has to do. He has to protect the football, make good decisions, manage the game, and not turn the ball over. It's kind of wild to think that since you led the team to the Super Bowl and won MVP, Rich, they've had 12 different head coaches, this Raiders organization, and we're only talking about a two-decade period. The reason I bring that up is, as you well know, in the NFL, stability continuity is key. When you make this many changes, it's very hard. The Giants have even experienced that in recent history. I guess what I'm getting at is, why do you think there has been so much change within this Raiders organization that they haven't tried to just gut it out with one particular regime to see if they can gain some stability? You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes, Lance, that that owners make in the NFL is they really believe it's it's not them. Sometimes they think it's it's the coach. Like we even our country, we, we even fan bases, we want it's it's got to be somebody's fault. It's the it's the quarterback. Let's get rid of him. It's the head coach. Fire him. It's the play caller. Fire him. You know, a lot of times it's more. There's more under 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 the hood when you take a close look, and it's it's sometimes it's the culture. Sometimes it's the environment. You know, you look at all those coaches that have been there. Al Davis had a history of, you know, pulling the plug pretty quickly. I think Mark is in that same boat. I think sometimes listening to people outside the organization, outside the building, where are you getting your advice from? And I think the best organizations, as you point out, have a couple of things. Great continuity and consistency and leadership at every level of the organization. Owner, head coach, general manager, quarterback, and the Raiders – have had so much turnover in those areas and a lack of really defined leadership and understanding someone's a person's role. And, you know, I just think that it's unfortunate, you know, you feel bad for the players, the coaches, the fan base, you know, everyone that, that's, that's suffering through what's been, you know, the better part of two decades uh, of, of a lack of success and it can be fixed. Uh, we're seeing it in other organizations around the National Football League. But you you got to identify what the issues are, and you got to be able to build a culture and an environment that's conducive to learning. And I think that's I think that's the number one job in front of Mark Davis right now. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Giants fans, I just watched this great new series with Eli Manning, Champion the Journey, presented by Citizens. Eli talks with Tracy Wolfson about life after the Giants and everything he's working on now, like broadcasting and his business endeavors. You can check out the series now at citizensbank.com slash champion the journey. With respect to the dynamics of the internal going on in the organization, 
I don't think it's a coincidence, Rich, that they parted ways with the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and they made a quarterback change. And I'm curious to get your perspective on this because it seems that those three positions go hand in hand in terms of if they're not on the same page, it's very hard to make movement on the offensive front. So how much do you think that they made the change at offensive coordinator in addition to the head coach because of maybe what Aiden O'Connell is comfortable with and the relationships between him and maybe some of these assistants, such as the quarterback's coach, who is going to be taking over the play calling duties. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things here. I think first and foremost, I think Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, and Nick Lombardi were kind of joined at the hip and they came together from, from the Patriots. And so, you know, I think in terms of how to move forward, I think the fact that the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo has really struggled. I think they're all uh, part of that. And so I really felt like the owner wanted to go a different direction. Jimmy Garoppolo had offseason surgery, really wasn't a part of the OTAs, the mini camp, uh, missed a good portion of training camp, uh, the, the beginning of it anyway, it wasn't 100%. And so the team really got a chance to get to know this young quarterback that they drafted out of Purdue and Aiden O'Connell. And he benefited from Jimmy's uh, absence in the offseason program. And I think, you know, he played really, really well in the preseason. In fact, that was the big topic of conversation, how well Aiden O'Connell played, not the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is the future of the quarterback for the, for the Raiders. And so I think that combined with Jimmy got hurt again, he's missed a couple starts, didn't play well. The offense was really struggling to kind of find a rhythm and really find an identity, I think made this – decision to go with Aiden O'Connell a whole lot easier. You make a change with the head coach and general manager. You're starting to look towards the future. And you're probably thinking like Garoppolo hasn't stayed healthy. He hasn't really stayed healthy with exception of a couple seasons with the 49ers. And maybe it's time we make a change. Speaking of health, I want to switch gears to the giant side of the equation because they're expected to get Daniel Jones back this week. He's missed the last few games with a neck issue. I'm not saying that, Rich, you've been through that injury, but you missed an entire season of your career with a shoulder. So you understand, A, how hard it is to be on the sideline and watch. But what about when you come back from an injury like this? How do you walk that fine line, Rich, about bracing yourself for hits and knowing that you're always one more hit away from perhaps being back on the sideline? The mental approach for a guy like Daniel Jones in this game. I don't want to say it's in the back of your mind, but I think as 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 athletes and, and professionals, particularly at that position, I mean, I think you, you're you so focused on the next play. You're so focused on the front and the coverage and what's in front of you that you're not really all that concerned about, you know, taking a, another hit. So I know how competitive Daniel is. Let me just say this, Lance. You know, I I, I make my offseason home here in Minneapolis. The Vikings, when Kirk Cousins came here in 2018, there's a lot of criticism. No, nah, this guy will never win a Super Bowl with him. He can't win in primetime games. He can't do this, can't do that. They won 13 games last year, and 11 of them were one-score games. Eight of them, he brought them from behind. You really look at his body of work. He's been a certainly a top-10 quarterback and, uh, you know, even an upper echelon quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Joe Burrow. I get it. But the criticism about Daniel Jones, he helped them get to a playoff game last year and win a playoff game on the road. And it's amazing how, because he's dinged up, they haven't gotten off to the kind of start everyone was hoping for in New York. Now all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you know, maybe he's not the future. They just got done paying the guy. It's we're such, we're in such a fickle business right now. And there's, there's just a lack of loyalty. I think the guy can play. I think they got to get better around him. 
Uh, I think it's amazing what they were able to do last year with an offensive line that wasn't great, a re wide receiving group that that lacked a lot of depth and talent. Uh, you know, and I, I just think that, you know, Saquon Barkley's healthy now. I want to see what they can do with Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, it's 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 always hard to win when you don't have your starting quarterback. As we saw last week, it's really hard to win when you're down to your third third quarterback. But uh you know, that's the that's the nature of this business, you know, and it's about what have you done for me lately? And I'm very anxious to see what Daniel Jones can do here in the second half of the season. And I think they're also anxious to see what he could do, assuming the offensive line gets back to full health, which you can attest to. You need to have the protection up front. And you had alluded to, Rich, they're coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Jets. They went from thinking 24 seconds left. We have this game wrapped up to all of a sudden the Jets marching down the field, going to overtime and the rest is history. From the locker room perspective, what do you think it means for this team to get Daniel Jones back after what they went through last weekend? And also the fact that, as you hit on, it was a very run-heavy attack because they had to make a quarterback change right in the middle of that game. Yeah, I mean, I think when 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 Tommy DeVito came in there, I just I really felt like, you know, even the players, you know, it's like, well, we have to run it and we have to win in the kicking game. Our defense has to score to have a chance. I mean, that's a really different mindset. I think with Daniel Jones – I think, you know, obviously the passing game is going to be a whole look a whole lot different. I think his ability, as he's always had, to be able to use his legs to extend, create, and manufacture some offense is very important. I think the toughness that he brings, the experience that he brings, um, you know, I, I think last week was a, a great example of, you know, the Giants having to basically go out and try and win a game on defense and in special teams. And that's that's just too hard to do against another team that, quite frankly, was trying to do the same thing when you look at the Jets' struggles on offense. So, uh, you know, when you have more punts in a game than points, uh, it's, it's not only hard to digest, but uh, it tells you what some of the issues are. The good thing for Daniel Jones is, and I think he's a smart enough guy to realize this, you don't have to score 35 points each week to have a chance to win. When you have Wink Martindale and that defense in your back pocket, and you know that, you know, if you just go out and make good decisions and protect the football, you're going to have a chance to win. I think that's something that, uh, you know, gives you confidence moving forward, not only as an offense and as a quarterback, but as a football team. Well, Rich, I think you bring up a great point because you look at the Bills game, the Commanders game, and the Jets game. This defense has kept the opposition under 20. So you can only imagine what it does for the perspective of the offense and the quarterback. But how easier said than done is that, Rich? I guess if you put yourself through Daniel Jones's position where you say, okay, I don't have to necessarily maybe put on an offensive clinic, especially against a Raiders team that we were just talking about, hasn't scored much, but you hear the critique. You hear the criticism from the outside world, as you mentioned, and you want the numbers to look good to help maybe potentially pad your individual resume. Yeah, I don't know so much about that. I mean, I think the Raiders have their own issues. The 30th and run defense, I think the Giants will try and will have success running the football. I think they'll set up the play-action game. I think the Giants have to continue to work at their craft on offense and, and get better, right? Because I think you can't just rely on the defense every week and the kickers to – try and win your football games. I think there's enough talent there. Uh, I think getting the quarterback back and getting some confidence and stability with this offense, pushing the ball down the field, creating some more explosive plays, something that they really had a difficult time doing. But I think Daniel Jones certainly gives them, uh, you know, the confidence that, hey, we this is a guy we won with last year. We won a lot of close games with Daniel Jones last year. He took us on the road in Minneapolis and helped us win a playoff game against the Vikings, who were a 13-win team. So, 
You know, I just think that, uh, you know, it's it's a process. And I think it starts this weekend, you know, getting the chance to play a team like the Raiders, who are, quite frankly are going through major turmoil. I mean, when you fire the general manager, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, uh, and the quarterback in, in one evening, I think that tells you just how desperate the Raiders are. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Hey, Giants fans, Citizens is presenting a new video series, Champion the Journey, where Eli Manning talks with Tracy Wolfson about how his elite quarterbacking skills help make him ready to succeed in his post-football career. Watch the series now at citizensbank.com slash champion the journey, Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. Rich, I want to piggyback off of your last point in terms of the mindset of this Raiders team. It wasn't too long ago that, unfortunately, due to completely different circumstances, they parted ways with Gruden. Rich Passaccia took over. And I thought Passaccia did a really nice job rallying the team. Unfortunately, he never got the full-time gig. I guess what I'm getting at is, can it go the opposite way? Can the team rally around this change? Can it serve as a wake-up call in your estimation that they surprise people down the road or based on so many movable parts right now, that may be asking for too much. Well, you know what typically happens, Lance, is that when you make a change like this, it certainly gets the attention of everybody in the building, not only the players, but the assistant coaches, training room, equipment, everybody, everybody who walks into the building, it gets your attention. And the one thing we do know in our, our professors, change is constant. And this is a uh, performance-based business. If you don't get the results, there are going to be changes. However, it's rare in our business that we see a change like this that produces great results, you know, and I don't can't imagine that all of a sudden the Raiders are going to run the table now that they've made this change. I mean, you basically, you have someone calling plays who, you know, if it, it is if it is the quarterback coach, he's never called plays before. If it's Scott Turner, at least he called plays last year in Washington. But, you know, it's it's a, a major change. I think the players will will fight, you know, up to a certain point. If they don't see the results, uh, you know, some guys, and I'm not talk, talking just about the Raiders, but historically some guys, you know, begin to, you know, start thinking about the offseason. And I think that's the danger that you have. I mean, we saw it with Jeff Saturday last year in the Colts, you know, the, the team, I think the first game, I think it was against the Raiders. They, these, these guys played, played their butts off and they, everyone, then all of a sudden, you, you know, you start, you start losing close games and you start getting blown out and, you know, you don't have a quarterback and you don't have this, you don't have that. And all of a sudden it, 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 it can get ugly pretty quick. So as much as I like Antonio Pierce and, and uh, you know, I want to see them succeed. I think it's a really an uphill battle. It's a lot to ask in a matter of seven or eight weeks. Rich, before I let you go in terms of coming full circle with respect to this matchup, we talked about both offenses are struggling and maybe both defenses could very well be setting the tone how would you assess how you think this game is going to play out? Do you think it'll be another low-scoring affair that we've seen from both of these teams? Or, or do you think that the Giants, because of, as you mentioned, some of the issues the Raiders have had even on the defensive side of the ball, that this could maybe be like a breakout performance like we saw in the second half against the Arizona Cardinals in Week 2? You know, the one thing the Raiders have done is they played hard defensively. I mean, Max Crosby is a phenomenal player. They just don't have the pass rusher yet on the opposite side. Uh, I think they've gotten a little bit more experience and a little bit better on the back end. Uh, and I, I think they play hard. So my sense is it's, it's not going to be a high scoring affair. I think Daniel Jones is you know probably going to shake off some of the rust a little bit. I, I suspect 
you know, this Raider team will play hard, right? And Aiden O'Connell, I, I think you'll, you'll see why they drafted him. But you know, he's probably going to make a few mistakes, right? That's pretty typical of a young quarterback uh, making just his second ever start going against a veteran defensive coordinator who has a history, a track record of ruining uh, young people's uh, experiences, if you will. And so I just think it's going to be kind of a low scoring game, maybe an ugly game, but uh, I'm anxious to see how it finishes up. But I, I, I do know this, uh, I, I'd be concerned uh, for the Raider quarterback because I know Wink, uh, I've called a lot of his games. He was a part, he was, I was, he was with my, he was part of a team that I was on with the Raiders. I know his DNA. I know his personality. He's going to go after this young quarterback. I'm curious to see how Aiden O'Connell handles the relentless pressure that the Giants bring. Thankfully, you wore the red jersey during practice, Rich. Not that Wink was the defensive coordinator, but at least you were locked from having to worry about his blitz packages 24-7. Yeah, but you know what? I've seen him do it to others, and uh, there's not there's nothing better. So, Look, the thing I like about Wink is, you know, you, you, there's no surprise. You, you know what you know what to expect. You know what you're going to get. And, and a guy to have a situation is going to bring pressure, you know. And uh, so I'm sure the Raiders will be prepared and ready for it. But it, the problem is you just don't know where it's coming from. You know, you don't know if it's a safety on the edge. You don't know if it's a corner. You don't know if it's something up the middle. So, uh, you know, I think that's what makes his defense so difficult to prepare for. I think it's I think it's the – the complexity of his blitz packages uh, and and uh, his ability to mix up personnel groupings as well. Well, he certainly had his fair share of success in that department. He prides himself on that based on what he tells the media every single week. I'm sure he's going to keep Aiden O'Connell guessing. It's the Giants and the Raiders, 425 p.m. Eastern. He's Rich Gannon, veteran NFL quarterback, 2002 MVP, and you can hear him on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Rich, always a blast going back and forth. Thanks so much for joining me, and I look forward to doing it again down the line. Lance, you're the best. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. This is the latest edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. You can catch it on Giants.com, the mobile app, and your favorite podcast platforms.